Jesus went on to say that you are the light of the world. What does that mean? Are we all flashlights now? No. This community, through its life and teaching, to be a witness for God, to give the world a glimpse of who God is and what it means to be in relationship with God. And this, of course, means that the church will always be imperfect, of course. We're all imperfect beings. And its membership is made of us. So, of course, the church isn't going to be perfect. We're all still learning. It's, we're just on different parts of the same journey. And Christians, not being perfect, we realize that we are forgiven. And showing that this is an imperfect people that God is madly in love with and wants the best. And it's that this imperfect people who can enter into relationship with God, that is a message we can share. And I think that has much more power than simply pointing at others instead of remembering ourselves. The old saying that when you point a finger at someone, three more are pointing back. I think we should all remember that. And in this way, when we're loving, we are being that light. We are shining a light into the darkness of our culture and the darkness of people's perceptions about the church and of the faith that we know as Christianity. That the church is a community of learners is one of the community's strongest and most appealing qualities. Nobody wants to go and be the only one that hasn't figured it out. I know I haven't figured it out all yet. I'm still learning and I find great comfort in knowing that I can learn along with somebody, some of whom have gone before me and know more and some whom are right where I am. I find great comfort in that. And people are learning to love and accept one another and even though we are at these various stages of, of growth, we can love each other and guide each other and, and simply sit with one another when things come up. And it's this understanding and maturity that brings fruit. The fundamental defining characteristic of the community is its love. They will know you by your love. And concern for absolutely every one of its members. It's not just the people with the biggest wallets or the nicest clothes. It's everybody, no matter how difficult it might be. Even those people that kind of rub you the wrong way, we're still supposed to love them. And this is a community that places a high value on acceptance, caring, and forgiveness. To the surrounding society, the sign of God's presence in such a community is precisely this love and care. It's this concern for one another, which spills over into genuine care and concern for those outside of the community. That is why Aristotle saw, that is what Aristotle saw when he eventually became a Christian, proclaiming the gospel and word and deed living in such a way as to point to the presence of God, modeling God's vision for the world. The community is a light shining in the darkness of a despairing and broken world, and that's still true today, thousands of years later. Jesus put it this way. Uh, we can turn back to our Bibles in uh, Matthew chapter 5. A little further down to, to verse 14, to verse 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So a few things to note with this. First, Jesus is the true light. 
We can't turn it on and off. It's not us. This is not our power to light the world. We can only try to hide it or to reflect it. Those, those are our choices as followers of Jesus. And this is a good thing. An analogy that may work for you is the idea of the moon. The moon doesn't actually give off light. It re simply reflects the light of the sun. Yet if you've ever been in a dark night up north where there's no lights, the moon gives off quite a bit of light. It definitely shines light into the darkness. And so, like the moon, we are to reflect the true light, the light of, of God through Jesus Christ, to the world around us. So when people see us, they should see that reflection coming off of us. And they are meant to see something about Jesus in that light that he brings, and that just simply reflects from us. And you can see this in the last line as well. Jesus wants everything we do, all of our good works, to make people say, thank God. It's to bring glory and praise to him. They aren't meant to notice us. They're meant to notice God. So let me be clear. In the normal course of events, it's impossible to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, on your own. You personally won't be able to keep up. There's a, an analogy of, of a man who says that he doesn't think he needs the church anymore while he's speaking to a priest, and the priest quietly gets up, walks over to the fire, pulls out an ember, and puts it on the hearth. Slowly it dies. He picks it back up again, puts it back in the fire, and it bursts back into flame. And I think that's a great analogy of when we're together, how we can, we can be a light and a fire for, for something more than us. And we can't fulfill the, the call that God has for us to be the light and salt on our own. We need to be in that group. We need to be all embers in the same fire and to give people a preview of that kingdom that God has set forth for us. And God knows us so well, so intimately, and loves us beyond our wildest dreams. God has created a community, the church, for us to be a part of, and not only for our own sake, but also for those who are outside of that community. The church is a community of those learning to follow Jesus is one of these many gifts of God. Listen to what Napoleon Bonaparte once said. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and myself founded empires. But what foundation do we rest the creations of our genius? Upon force. Jesus Christ founded an empire upon love, and at the hour millions of men would die for him. So of course we... We want to be cautious here because empire is a term in a language that Napoleon uses. And the language of the Bible is ecclesia, a worldwide community of people learning to follow Jesus, a community based on love, not force, a working model for the world, a community of salt and light that has already outlasted the empires of Alexander, Caesar, and the rest of them. Well, we have a question for you to discuss today, and as usual, we hope that you won't just uh, think about it on your own, but that you'll share your thoughts with some friends, family, colleagues, fellow commuters, somebody else in your life who might benefit from taking this course to help them grow as a Christian. Here's your question for today. In what ways can you see churches in Canada fulfilling the above roles or not? Well, have a great discussion, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now.